Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. I'm Petey Steele. And I'm your co-host, Elena Torres. And today, we got a full house again on the Counter Currents podcast. Please welcome all three members of tonight's show at Arlington Draft House. First off, we have our host, Matt Dundas. Hey! We have our feature, Phil Hunt. Hey! And finally, we have our headliner, Mr. Alonzo Bowden. What Yay. is up? What is up? So how do you guys feel the shows went so far? They've been good. I, I'm here... Thanksgiving weekend, I think this is the third year in a row that I've done this weekend. So we always get good crowds, and uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. The thing I love about coming here is the D.C. area, any reference I use, the people know what I'm talking about. Very mm-hmm. smart crowds, and also because a lot of them are government employees, and they're right on top of it, so they they get everything. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're lucky. More highbrow, I yeah. think, than other markets I've encountered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can be. No disrespect to, like, Baltimore or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they're like Scaramouche who? See, see <laughs> now, he's, he's trying to make trouble because he could have used any city in America and he used the nearest, he used Baltimore. No disrespect to, you know, Baltimore. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's as far as I've fucking been, man. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, Not no, that there's any beef No disrespect anything. to Phoenix. He's like, no, no disrespect to Baltimore. Got you it. know who you are. Yeah. Route 40, motherfucker. No. <laughs> as specific as possible. Right, right. And is there a reason that you started doing DC Thanksgiving weekend? It was because you were back on no, the East Coast it, at uh, home. No, it just or? kind of fell into it. it. It just fell in, and I think after the first or second year, they're like, "Yeah, this works." So, no, it's fine. I mean, it's 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 an easy travel day. The yeah. day after Thanksgiving is easy to travel, but going home on Sunday is a pain in the ass. Nightmare. Right. Yeah. And do you do Thanksgiving? You're from New York, right? I grew up in New York, yeah. but I live in LA. So. Okay. And do you go home to New York for Thanksgiving? No, or do you do- no. Well, I mean, I lost my parents. I lost my mom last year. I lost my dad uh, 11 years ago. So there's really nobody, like, I don't have to go back for them. You right. know what I mean? And my brother and sister and whatnot, we talk, but we, we don't have to do holidays. Even when I had my parents, I wouldn't come home on the holidays because they know how much I travel as a comic. Right. And it was like, Mom, I can't do thanks. And she's like, no, no, come in. I So I would go home between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh, on nice, off nice. Week. Yeah, well, yeah, it was no, like less... You know, less airport, no amateurs. Right, right, you right. can't get through the airport with all these amateurs. It's so true, the, ama- the amateurs <laughs> and security, there's nothing more annoying. When people are like, do I have to take my shoes off at the yeah, this or the that? And even if you do pre-check, they don't... I have a gallon of unknown liquid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with this gallon of... Yeah. Uh, unknown people. liquid. Yeah, mm. when you're behind those people in security, it's the worst. It's just yeah. like... And then you have the families. You have, you know, we got four kids, two strollers, and a dog. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. So you've been doing comedy for how long now? 26. January will be 27. Start my 27th year. And how have you noticed the comedy industry evolve from when you started to now? Well, the um, on an industry level, you know, and... and John Heffron, who's a buddy of mine, a fellow mm-hmm. last comic winner, we both joke about this. So I started in 93, right? So the boom of the 80s had ended. Right. And in the 80s, it was all about getting on The Tonight Show with Johnny and stuff. That's mm-hmm. how your career started, right? Mm-hmm. Then around 05, 06, the social media boom took off, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. So I timed it perfectly in the middle 
to make sure I wasn't going to be famous. I missed the boom in the 80s. <laughs> I was an old guy by the time social media came along. Like, man, you timed, yeah, right in the middle. That's where you're going to stay. No, they, one of the big, the, the big industry change is social media, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you create your own following. Right, right. Um, right. It's not like when we had television. Like, I was, I was actually talking to, right. yeah, thanks. Thank you, sir. That's how you know we're really backstage, everybody. Yeah. The Dinner just coming in. and everything. Mm -hmm. I was talking to some um, younger comics about the Tonight Show, and they honestly didn't know that there were only three networks. And that's why Johnny really? was so big. Because when you did Johnny, mm -hmm. 30 million people saw you because right. there were only three networks, you know. Right. So um, that's been a big change. Uh, and, you know, the tolerance, the political correctness, it's annoying, but it hasn't taken over. It's not as bad as people think. When people say you can't do comedy, yes, you can, as long as it's funny. Right. Yeah. You, but, yeah, I think but that's you, true. you know, the, the, the nonsensical attacks on various groups, whether it be women or minorities or gays or whatever, just attacking them as being weirdos, like mm. that doesn't work anymore. Right. Right, right, right. But you can still make fun, and I do it in my act, about the different words and the different cultures because they are we are all here right, right. and there are things that are funny but uh so that that's changed you know somebody said who was it todd uh the director of joker what's his name todd phillips. phillips todd phillips he said you can't do comedy anymore yeah he did say that and i said you know my response to him would be yeah you can write harder yeah yeah so yeah. so many comics you'll bump into want to just do the old like, even in New York, you can get out into some parts of Brooklyn, like, deep, where all of the jokes are just literally like, Jamaicans, be real Jamaican, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with gay people? They're really gay, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, but what's where the punchline? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so you, you have to, you know, you got to do a little more work. Now, there are places that are totally intolerant and stuff like that. Like, recently, just on Thanksgiving Day, I actually kind of got sandbagged by TMZ. And they want, they asked me about this thing with Gabrielle Union and America's Got Talent and so on. So uh -huh. Jay Leno did a joke and they said that it was a racist joke and they couldn't, and it, that, um, and then they said Gabrielle Union was fired because she complained about the joke and blah, blah, blah. And they asked me, was the joke racist? And it was a joke about uh, Koreans and eating dogs and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's a stereotype joke. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. Right. And the thing with, Ga you know, and then I also said the thing with Gabrielle Union, I said, that's not why she was fired. They're trying to use that as a public story. But from what I understand, they had issues with her personally, her hair, like they're still stuck on the black women's hair thing. Like mm -hmm. that's still, that's you know, and I'm like, get over it. Like black women's hair is different than white women's hair. Right. right. Just accept it and trust them that they know what they're doing. Right, right. Because right. you're an old white guy who runs a network. Right. So you don't know about black women's hair. Trust right. me. Gabrielle Union knows what she's doing with her hair. Right, you know? right. But anyway, so when they printed it, the, the headline was, um, Alonzo Bowden defends Jay Leno joke as not racist. That's all they put. You know, nothing. <laughs> no. so now, it looks, now it looks like I'm a traitor and I'm against Gabrielle. Which, you know, that's how they do it. Well, but, right. but, the, but again, getting back to the original premise, to the original premise of the story and the joke, no, the joke was just, it was an old school stereotype joke. Right. right. That's what it was. But, right. you know, and I, I say, and I stand by, like, 
I wish Jay Leno was the standard of racism. Like, you know how good life would be if we had to worry about Jay Leno? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, ooh, that Leno, yeah. yeah. You know, Jay, I've yeah. known Jay for years, and he's had me on the show, and Jay is a great guy. He, oh, he yeah. truly is a super nice, generous person. Like, that's who he is. And, and comedy-wise, he loves stand-up, and he tells jokes, and they're yeah. funny. And that's like, that's it. Stop looking for something where there's nothing. Yeah. Right. Well, you either laugh or you didn't laugh. Like, yeah. They want to yeah. take it further now. It's like, let's get him right. fired. Let's pull his yearbook picture out from yeah. his old middle school yearbooks. And he is like, 25 yeah. Model T's and the great great grandfather <laughs> of one of them. Planes for the Nazis. The punishment yeah. is the they, silence. That's right. That's right. And yeah, Phil brought that up. This And it's actually a great point. If you want to punish a comic, don't try to cancel him or this. Go to the show and not laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's that, right. Oh that's right. man, that yeah. that hurts more than yeah. anything. You know, like yeah. like I say with Trump, right? I've had women do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> and tried to cancel me. One of them worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of them. Still here, bitch. <laughs> they they float the big Trump balloon and all. I said, no. If you really want to piss Trump off. Float Obama balloons. Yeah, Put pictures right. of Obama. That would drive him oh. nuts. Like that would <laughs> right. push him over the edge. You know, and the same thing with mm-hmm. comics. Yeah, buy tickets to the show and then just sit there. Yeah. And that'll be. And then if that trend starts, comics will kill me. Right. It was <laughs> Phil Hunt's idea. It was <laughs> all me. Phil Hunt. <laughs> yep. But here's my question: Do you guys feel that there are a certain amount of people now that look? to comedy to get offended that they are specifically that they specifically want to go to comedy or watch comedy videos just to get offended that's the thing that annoys me and gets under my skin where it's like if you got mad at an episode of whatever because sometimes with these even with the podcast they're pulling a particular clip and it's like Tell me one thing you liked about that podcast that's not in that same episode. Right. Like, did you just listen to Get Upset? Right, right. You should only be allowed to get upset if you're a fan and you can prove that. Right. They're the monitors, right? Like, like, uh, Bill Maher did a monologue about it, and it was great. He said that you can't get more offended than the group that's insulted. Yeah. Yeah. Because people get offended on behalf of other people. It's like, no. If the person who's in the group is not offended, you can't get offended. Yeah, you don't have the right. And you know what these people are like? These are the people like, man, this salad is awful. Taste it. Right? That's who they are. Like, this is horrible. Look. You know, it's like, no, just stop. You, listen, don't go to the show. Don't patronize whatever it is. That's fine. You, you have that option, you know, uh, but you don't. Yeah, they'll they'll look for reasons to not right. like a comic. Sure, right. You know, getting offended right. for somebody else. I've definitely been approached by people who weren't the butt of my jokes after sets and been like, "Hey, you know, I got a cousin that's like schizophrenic or something like oh, that. You God. shouldn't do that or whatever." And I'm like, "Well, guy, I mean, then you'd never be able to do a joke because everyone's right. got a cousin, uncle, mother, brother. That's right. That's yeah. something. So yeah, it's that's just. Right. But it's I'm like, silly. there's a guy over there that's schizophrenic or looks like it anyway, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know? So even when like Chris Rock got in trouble, I think for something he said at the Oscars, and it was like an Asian stereotype, and it's like, 
if the stereotype's yeah. good, you gotta take it. Well, it was yeah, yeah it was about uh, them being you smart. You can do math. You did a thing about them doing like the I, math. I, I wish as a black guy that was my stereotype. And then well, it's like <laughs> even the big dick thing. It's like well, we do I'll, have the big dick. Thing. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. We're, we're okay with that. That's one. not literal. I don't mean literally. I take it, but I'm saying as a compliment, Ooh, I'll take just it. Did an I see what Phil was saying though a moment ago where like you take something like a podcast which on average is like an hour of content and that's one of the hardest things to do without saying something kind of mo- that might offend somebody. Well, because well, it's, it's totally unedited. Unlike, yeah. unlike written jokes, podcasts can be technically more dangerous because you're just talking. Right. right. Well, it's out of context. But because it's a lot of fucking time too. Right, know? right, right. It's out of context is usually on a stage everyone just finished laughing right. and there's right. some context to the fact that you're telling the joke right. right but if you're using your regular voice you're not even projecting it can seem like you were just sure. talking right. but then i get upset because it's newer comics we have to do these things and it's right. like do you right. know what richard pryor would have said on a podcast <laughs> right, um, right. he would have been high out of his mind <laughs> I was at the Laugh Factory the night that Daniel Tosh did the rape joke. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was hilarious. In the moment, in that crowd, with what was going on, uh-huh. it's very funny. When you read it the next morning, it sounds like a horrible attack. Right. And right. getting back to old prose, watch Delirious and count how many times Eddie Murphy says faggot. Yeah. Right. Everybody's a faggot and delirious. Why? Because <laughs> right. it's like in 82 or 83. 83 yeah. yeah, it's and out that's of context. What people said. Right. Yeah. So if you want to hate Eddie Murphy in 2019, you can go back to 1983 and said Eddie Murphy said faggot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even he was like, that's too much, you know. Yeah. Now, Recently he yeah. came out and was like, ah, well, he's not that, that was guy. in 1980 and I was right. 19 and now I'm 50. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, so can't 60, remove context. But that's always weird when 60? they. I believe so. When they try to judge yeah. yesterday's. Right. Yeah. Trying to judge yesterday's people by today's standards, right, where it's right. like, right. what? <laughs> you right. found an old song and you're upset? Yeah, I mean, progress happens. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so one of the highlights of my career was sitting backstage at Just for Laughs and having Don Rickles insult me as like Salonzo, and you'll probably see him uh, at San Quentin this weekend. Like, <laughs> Name Salonzo. You took a took a white man's name so they won't think you did it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I mean yeah. when you're sitting when Don Rickles yeah. is ripping on you, are you kidding? Like yeah. there, is there a greater honor? <laughs> right. Than, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, mm-hmm. what am I gonna say? Hey, hey, that wasn't nice. Right, right. Right. <laughs> That's why I right. think those roast battles are so popular now with comedy because yeah. people want to hear people be insulted. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Back to disrespect. Yeah. Sure. There's yeah. something wow. funny about people being But even in, in roast battles, to win, you have to write. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's right. To win, you have to write. You have to put some effort into being funny. You can't just show up and say, huh? Look at that green shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. mama wore a green shirt. Yeah. yeah. Your face is stupid. That doesn't really work. (laughs) So with we're talking about all this like progress and stuff that that has happened in the industry. For you, Alonzo, when what are some of the moments when you felt your career really broke? Like we know you won last comic standing, but when do you feel like, okay, that was a big changing moment in my career? That was a big changing moment. I have two big moments. I wish I had more. 
<laughs> First one was doing new faces in Montreal. I did new faces in 97, and that was when they still made deals in Montreal. And I walked off the stage, and everybody was there, networks, studios, and my manager, he said, you're about to make a ton of fucking money. And the key word is ton of fucking, you know. And I, <laughs> I, I went there in a hip pocket deal with APA. I left with a deal with Greenblatt Janelari Productions and represented by William Morris. You know, oh, wow. Wow. it was like that. It was bang. That's Your fast. career started with that set. So that was one. And then, of course, Last Comic Standing was, that's what I call my introduction to America. And it was right. great. It was a great experience doing both seasons. We were on TV for a long time. We were basically on TV from June through October. We're doing two seasons, so that was great. And again, our timing was off. You know, we I have tens of thousands of MySpace friends. <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was right on the cutting. What's this Facebook noise? No, yeah. I've got MySpace friends. And and honestly. That was right. one of the big differences back then. Social media. They never upgraded. It was just yeah. beginning. And, you know, Hef had a great joke. He said, you know how much some, because back then they had message boards, right? That's how you did yeah. things. And so, so, you know how much someone has to hate you to look up a message board, create an ID, come up with a password, log in, and then tell you they hate you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it took yeah. some effort. It wasn't like now where you just tweet, you know. So, yeah. uh, but... Both of those fantastic experiences. And then the other thing that's been great in my career, it's been amazing, is some of the people I met. I've met people as a result of this. Like today, we were at the African American History Museum. Oh, cool. And they have the poster of Angela Davis. You know, Angela mm -hmm. Davis, black yeah. activist, early 70s. Big Afro, yeah. Right, got arrested, you know, on, um, dropped all charges, but was literally one of the FBI 10 most wanted mm -hmm. in relation yeah. to the black Panthers. I met her like two months ago. Oh wow! You know, wow. so that, so that's the thing about this business. You meet like you would never expect. Like I would never expect to meet Angela Davis, and I met her backstage at another person's show. And so those are the kind of things. Like I know all of the big names in comedy. I'm a big jazz and music fan. I've met some incredible stars there, and I've seen the entire world. Wow! Right. I've been everywhere. I've done comedy everywhere in the world. They speak English. This summer. This past summer, I was in Saudi Arabia. We were like the first wave of a Saudi Arabian comedy tour, you know, and, I, and I've done Israel and all the Middle Eastern countries. I've been up and down Asia. So those are the kind of things in my career that have been great. I would, you know, I'd love people, like, would you like a TV show? I love when people ask that, like, hmm, so you ask me, would I like to make six figures a week? Yeah, I think so, you know, network right. TV. But, but I look at this as a lottery business. Network TV's tough to crack. I have friends who are on network shows. I'm happy for all of them. Right. Um, you know, this business, we were talking about this earlier, it can be tough in the ups and downs, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about the movie Joker, okay. and it was like, that could be any stand-up comic. Yeah. Because one day you're up here on top. Like, I, I was telling Phil, I had a week. I did a TV show on Monday, and I was yeah. at the v VFW in Riverside, California on Friday. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that, that's, yeah. that's a comic's life. You yeah, know, yeah. better than so, the Elks Lodge, right. right? Although I've done the Elks, the Elks we've all that. done them. The Elks ain't, you know. So you, so that's all part of the business, and I've experienced all of it. Um, 
the old pros who taught me comedy have also taught me not to get bitter. Uh, right. Guys like George Wallace, Don Marrera, those two in particular, if you want to talk about two guys, and they're very financially successful, but sure. you talk about two guys who were never as famous as they should have been. Right. The two guys who were funnier than all of these other people, you know, like in, in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy talk about, oh, you never want to follow George Wallace. Yeah. Like, you never, you know, and, and so, but but I learned from them, like, you love doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it's so, I have to remember that, because it'd be easy to get bitter. It's easy to look at somebody and say, they ain't funny, how come they got a movie? They right. ain't funny, why are they on TV? This and right. that. You know, and my friend Rich Scheidner, another guy who's yeah. great on the history of comedy. I Rich, am comic, right? That's, Rich yeah. is great. Yeah. And Rich said, listen, for some reason, they'd rather hear it from them than from you. It's hmm. crazy. And nobody wow. knows why. But right. for whatever reason, they'd rather hear it from them than from you. Yeah. So that's, right. how, it, that's how it goes down. Right. <laughs> you know? Wow. So I try to remember that, you know, I'm doing all right. And if I'm not, I feel bad about myself, I talk to Phil. Yeah. And then I feel much he's better He's doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing better than our host. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. It he's like, now I'm and not dropping you off podcast. at your bus. Yeah. Yeah. You're walking. I wasn't yeah. going to anyway. Awesome. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. We got a lot of things coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Arlington Cinema Draft House on the 6th and 7th. We're having Sarah Kalana live from Netflix is insatiable. That's going to be the She's sixth. hilarious. Yes, yeah, she's fantastic. 7.30 on the 6th as well as 7 and 9.30 on the 7th. Then at the DC Draft House, we're going to have Rhea Butcher from HBO's Two Dope Queens at midnight in Conan. That's the 7th and the 6th, 7 p.m., 9 p.m. Follow us at Counter Currents for a chance to win three free pairs of tickets to these shows. Do me a favor. Yes, sir. Talk about this because it's amazing this is still an issue. Yeah, yeah. There are still people who think women aren't funny. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was at Just yeah. for Laughs, and Wanda Sykes was telling, telling me, and some other people we were talking about, I was talking with a group of women. And she said, someone said, yeah, you're really funny for a woman. Yeah. To mm. Wanda Sykes. Mm. Wanda Sykes is really funny for a human. Yes. Yeah. Period. Yes. Like, like, are you kidding? You know, so, so it's great to see that women are headlining and women are out there. And it really is, it's amazing that that's still an issue. Because I, I remember when it was an issue in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I thought we got over it. That's why yeah. I was surprised mm -hmm. to hear this talk. Uh -huh. But every woman comic I've talked to is like, oh, no, it's still there. It's very, it's very much there. Well, part of the problem is, you know, I'm in New York and they do all the showcase shows. So you might have eight comics, one woman. So if that yeah. one woman does not do well that particular night, right. the crowd leaves with the perception of Girls women funny. aren't funny. Right. When in actuality, they only saw one woman. Right, you right, might have right. saw... Right five white guys and yeah. two yeah. of them weren't funny but the other three were it leaves you to do some math well i'll own yeah. my past <laughs> ignorance enough to say that when i started comedy i definitely gave that backhanded compliment thinking it was like a special compliment yeah. sometimes at first because all their buddy that i came up on was a male comic generally and i didn't think that way but then over time, as I kept doing comedy and saw that I was wrong, well, and I had to reverse my position. Liz Mealy and I were talking about that one night, and she said, yeah. I love Liz. Yeah, great, yeah. And she was, like, telling me, you know, any male that's done comedy long enough, they've 
figured out that's not true. That's just kind of, you have to figure that out. Well, also, right. if you look back, at, look at the boom in the 80s, you know, when people saw Ellen, and they're like, she's really funny. Like, yeah, how do you think she got there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ellen was a beast when she yeah. was on stage mm-hmm. doing stand-up. Ellen could hang with anybody, or any yeah. of the, you know, stars of the 80s. Or, or even Roseanne. Roseanne. As, as yeah. disgraced as she may be Kathy now, yeah. she was yeah. funny. They were, yeah. they were hilarious. And they, you know, and then the one I really love, Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Because when I got to work with Phyllis a couple of times. The great thing working with Phyllis in her 80s was every time I met her, it was the first time I met Phyllis Diller, because she would never remember it. <laughs> but she did it when she was the only woman. Yeah. There was no other woman. The only other woman was Lucy, and Lucy was an actress. Lucy was not a comic. Right. right. So when Phyllis had to get on stage with Milton Berle and Rick Olds and, and all of those guys, Bob Hope, she was the only woman doing it. Right. And she was killing it, you know. Right. So. Yeah, I remember some more hosting Comic View yeah. in the Beats. '90s, and yeah, she was fucking crushing mm-hmm. it. So yeah, yeah that perception is kind of silly, and I it think is, it is some silly. of the bookers don't help by putting that one girl. That's correct. Out there, and it's yeah. like you need two, maybe three. One's not diversity. Women yes. will tell you that they never put more than one woman on a show. That's right. I've heard that from a lot of women. That's right. Well, one or, or like even if you have, I mean, it's always percentage. Like if you have maybe like 10 comics, you might get two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's always, and I feel like women are still made to feel a lot of the time in comedy that there's only a certain amount of spots for us. So there, so we have fewer spots on the show. So they try to sort of pit us against each other. It feels like a little yeah. bit because it's not, well, you know, you there's women only need to step it up and be funnier. It's like that. Right. It's like that sometimes for the black comics too. Like right, in, right. In, in New York, a lot of times I barely see my friends, and every right. now and then we're on shows together. It's like we're both on a show together. Yeah. It's like yeah. what year is it again? Yeah. It's like I can't, I can't uh, believe yeah, that. Still. Yeah. yeah I uh, I recently had a guy come up to me after a show. And he thought he was being totally nice. And it was a, an audience member. He came up to me and he goes, you know. It wasn't me. No, it, was, it wasn't Pete. <laughs> and a guy, a, nice. guy, a guy came up to me and was like, you know, you got on stage and I thought you would be like girl funny, you know. But you were actually funny. Ah, you were wow. actually funny. And I was like, wow, I yeah. can't believe you thought it was. And he, he, was, he was just so thrilled to come up and say that to my face. Wow, yeah. And I was like, like backhanded Wong. compliments. Yeah. Ali Wong is only pregnant funny. Yeah. Well, now as a pregnant woman, in order to woman, keep a career going, Ali Wong's going to have to have forty-three kids. Oh no! <laughs> well, the other thing is, she's also specials. the only now as a as a comic who has been doing comedy pregnant. You know, I, I'm stealing from Ali Wong's idea. Oh, That's uh, that happens That's a lot. So I get silly. on stage and I'll hear someone over there and just go, Ali Wong, and it's just like, yeah, dude, <laughs> she's the only one, right? Yeah, who's allowed? Weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you chose it or went out of your way. That's right, that's right. No, I'm doing it as a gimmick because I really want a Netflix special. (laughs) That's the whole reason. That's how you got to get them. So now Monique knows what she has to do. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get pregnant. That price goes up. Right. Alonzo had nothing to do with that comment. Again, that was Phil Hunt. Phil Hunt. (laughs) H-U-N-T. With two L's. H-U-N-T. He's a horrible person. Horrible. Well, we want to thank you guys for doing this podcast with us. Thank and you. Sorry for eating, but oh, everybody. Oh no! Does every most most people eat on the, on the podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate and where where can they speak all this social media talk? Where can they get at you guys? Alonzo Bowden, B O D D E N, on all social media except Instagram. 
It's so funny. Z-O-F-U-N-N-Y. Someone stole my name on Instagram. They thought I was going to pay them for it. God, yeah. people are so annoying. The nerve. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Phil? Uh, at I am Phil Hunt on social media. All right. All right. Cool. And follow us. Just follow the protest. You'll find Phil Hunt. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, y'all. Thanks so much. Thank you. Peace.